Hey there, this is Mike and you're listening to Feeling Twisty. I'm really glad you're here. In Neville's lecture, Power called the law. He says, there's no such thing as physical causation. It's all imaginal, but the world will not accept it. They laugh at the man of imagination, but they cannot disprove it. A man may physically strike another. That was the physical cause, while the blow he received was the effect. Therefore, the whole thing appeared to be constructed physically. But I ask you, what preceded the impulse to strike? That impulse was the unseen cause, which was an imaginal act. Reading this quote again reminded me of a time years ago. I was driving through a grocery store parking lot, and there was an 18-wheeler cutting through the parking lot as well, coming toward me. And then the driver of the truck decided to cut across my path, and I reacted very badly. I screamed at him, thanks, jackass. And I flipped him off at the same time. Now, at that moment, I had forgotten that my kids, who were very young at the time, were strapped in behind me. And that's when Caleb asked, why did you say jackass? Without skipping a beat, I explained, oh, I know the man in the truck. He's a friend of mine, and we joke like that. And then I busted out laughing at how ridiculous my answer was and at how absurd my reaction was to the driver. I was just stupid. But my reaction to the driver wasn't caused by the driver. It was caused by an imaginal act on my part. Even the smallest things are led by an imaginal act. You imagined something before your fingers went to work, opening your podcast app to, to listen to today's episode, right? Or maybe you logged onto your computer and went to Podbean, feelingtwisty.podbean.com. But you didn't just do that without first imagining something. When you post something lovely and encouraging on Facebook, your post began as an imaginal act. When you're having a fit and post some awful hate-filled rant, well, that was first imagined as well. And whatever puts you into that hate-filled fit that current state you're in was caused by something you're imagining, your self-concept. Neville says, To the world it is the height of insanity to believe that imagining creates reality, yet every mystic knows that every natural effect has a spiritual cause. A natural cause only seems to be. It is a delusion of this world, as man's memory is so poor he cannot relate what is taking place now to a former imaginal act. Always looking for physical causation, man cannot believe he imagined anything that could have produced such a physical effect. Yet I tell you, as you sit alone and imagine, you are setting a cause in motion. And when you see its effects, you may deny the imaginal state, but your now is alive and real to you because of an imaginal act on your part and for no other reason. So what are you imagining about yourself? I was overweight as a kid, and I've mentioned that before. I was so overweight that my parents got me into one of those diet centers. In fact, I think it was called the Diet Center. This was back in like 1980, 1981. 
I would go in every Friday for my weigh-in, hoping and praying that I lost at least a pound or two. I really wanted more, because if you lost more than, I think, I think it was maybe four or five pounds, if you hit that mark in a week, they would put your uh, picture and your name on a poster board and uh, put it up in the lobby of the diet center. And I wanted to do that. I wanted my name up there. So I was always hoping I would lose more than usual. Well, there was a particular time when uh, their scale showed that I had gained half a pound that week. Oh my God, half a pound. <laughs> the weight coach, and I'm putting coach in quotation marks, went nuts. She started grilling my mom, asking her about my entire week, what I, I had eaten that week. She insisted that I must have deviated from the food plan. My sweet mom was grasping, <laughs> trying to come up with something. She finally said, well, I gave Michael two children's aspirin yesterday. And the coach said, that's it. She said that since uh, the children's aspirin have a tiny bit of sugar in it, it's ridiculous how small it is, that that sugar in the two little children's aspirins caused me to gain the half a pound the day, from the day before. And at that moment, I was 11 years old, that moment, food became my enemy. I won't go into detail here. I did that in episode 26, Food Fight. But my assumptions about food confronted me for many years. Certain foods were just off limits because I might gain weight. I didn't go through life terrified of food like I did as a child, but I kept certain assumptions alive within me about food. And so when I ate certain things, I did gain weight. Up and down with the weight. Gain 30 pounds, drop 30 pounds, just as quickly. None of that had anything to do with food, though. It had everything to do with what I was imagining. Yesterday was my son Caleb's 21st birthday, and I've mentioned this in other podcast episodes. Uh, whenever it's time for one of my kids' birthdays, we do the whole thing. I, they get to select the dinner that, we, that I make and the cake. And so he wanted pasta jambalaya, which, by the way, takes a long time to make. <laughs> but I did it. And for cake, he wanted, uh, it's called Sinfully Chocolate Cake. It has dark chocolate cake mix, dark chocolate pudding mix, dark chocolate chips, and sour cream. And it is freaking delicious. Around midnight last night, I went down to the kitchen to get a glass of water. And I saw what was left of the cake in the cake box on the counter. So I grabbed a fork and I ate me a big old piece of it. I didn't think for one second that this cake was a bad idea because I'm no longer in that former state. I no longer imagine what I used to imagine about food and about my body. I laughed at myself because I remember a time when there's no way I could have done that. I couldn't have enjoyed that late night piece of cake because of the state I was in back then. My former assumptions of food and of my body would have kept me from enjoying that late night cake. In that state, I was at war with food. In my current state, that notion is just silly. Food doesn't make anyone gain or lose weight. It's what we imagine about ourselves and food. Every physical effect has an imaginal cause. In that same lecture, Neville says, the world is brought into being by imagination and sustained by imagination. And when imagination no longer sustains it, it dissolves and leaves not a trace behind. 
You can move from any state into another in an instant by assuming the feeling of that new state, that new self-concept. Like Neville said in this lecture, your now, this present moment, is alive and real to you because of an imaginal act on your part. I've said this so many times, you're, what you're holding on to, your past, these images and feelings from your past that you're choosing to hold on to is what you're going by. You're going by these images and feelings of past experiences and choosing that, choosing to keep those experiences real in your life. You're taking that template, how things normally go based on your past experiences, and you're setting that template onto your now and deciding that your now is going to be just like your past. I'm still going to be overweight. I'm still going to be broke. I'm still going to be lonely because that's the way it's always been. But your now is only alive and real because of what you're imagining. And that's the great news. It's fantastic news. The only reason your now continues being your experience is because of what you're imagining. And you can change your now by changing what you're imagining. It doesn't matter what you want in this life for yourself, for your family, for your friends. If knowing what you want, ask yourself, how would I feel right now if I'm already experiencing my wish fulfilled? Not next week or month, next year, my five-year plan. Let's drop all that for the moment. How would I feel right now listening to Mike's podcast? How would I feel listening to Mike's podcast and real, realizing that, you know, I don't really need Mike. I've got this. My wishes are fulfilled. I'm living this dream life that I always wanted. It changes how you feel about listening to me, doesn't it? Because you don't need me. You never did, by the way. You don't need anyone. But that feeling of needing to hear someone encourage you or needing someone to give you another quick fix tip is gone because you're now living in this new state, financial freedom, fit and trim and healthy, loved and in love. When you ask yourself, how would I feel right now if I am experiencing that wish fulfilled, that reply, that feeling that comes up is you moving into that new state of mind. That's your inner self, your dimensionally greater self, God, imagination, bringing you into that new state of mind, that new state of consciousness. And all you have to do is accept it. Accept that it's yours now. You don't have to do a lot. You don't have to write affirmations or do a certain dance or get on your knees or go to a certain church or make a certain sacrifice or tithe. Or You don't have to do anything. You have absolutely nothing to do except accept your wish fulfilled. Accept it. Thank your inner self. Thank God, your true being, for fulfilling your desire. It's as simple as accepting it. And continue on in that feeling. Sustain that feeling, that acceptance that this is what you're going to experience. This is what you are experiencing now. And even if you have to keep bringing that feeling back up, you know, I know when you first do this, you, you take some problem that you're having and then you 
turn within and imagine yourself into this new state. And then you go about your day and then it's crazy. You keep getting knocked out, right? It's frustrating. You keep thinking, what am I doing? I keep doubting and getting fearful and worried. That's okay. Just keep bringing up that feeling again. Get back into that new state. Just remind yourself, I've already accepted this. I've already said yes. I've already felt in imagination what this feels like and get back into that feeling. Let it clothe you. Let it saturate you. Even if you have to do it a hundred times a day initially, don't beat yourself up about it. Don't get frustrated. Just get back into that feeling. Neville says the state you most frequently return to becomes your dwelling place. I know from experience how frustrating it could seem at first. It's like you're the tennis ball getting whacked from one side of the court to the other. Let it be okay. See what you want to see. Accept it and let it be true. You don't have to force it or manipulate. You don't have to do anything at all except accept it. Trust imagination, God, your true self, to bring it about perfectly. As you continue giving life to the new state, the old you, the old state automatically disappears. Your former thoughts and reactions fall away. You remember the old state. You remember how you used to be. But it will seem so foreign to you, even silly, that you thought the way you did back then, like me with the chocolate cake last night. I re remembered how I used to be about food as I enjoyed that delicious chocolate cake last night. And it's so foreign to me now, a distant memory and a silly one that I actually believed that food had any power over me. Your bank account has no power over you. The person you're in love with or the person that just left you has no power over you. Don't give your power to anything. Don't give it to the, to the plate, to the food on your plate, or to the person, or to numbers in a bank account. Those are just symbols and, and circumstances and reflections of what you're imagining. Decide what you want and accept it as true. Let it be true for you. I love you. This is Feeling Twisty.